0: Welcome to Cinema Chop Shop. Watch, chop, retrofit.
1: Right here off the top, I want to give a shout out to a local food truck. It is a taco truck. It's a taco truck, man. And it's called tacos, question mark. Yeah. (laughs) And I, uh, my lovely wife Michelle and I, Uh, Went there for some tacos, and it's uh, located behind Naturally Outdoors, right there at the mouth of the rail trail. It was kind of interesting seeing people, like, night running coming off of the rail trail and then immediately eating tacos. (laughs) But this is not a Taco Tuesday podcast. Welcome to Season 10, Episode 11 of Cinema Chop Shop. This is a movie podcast that concedes that remakes are going to happen. So why shouldn't movie buffs, like us, decide who is recast in those iconic roles? My name is... Scott Pilgrim Traverses the World, uh-huh. aka Drunken Travster 2, <laughs> okay. aka Big Trouble in Little Travis. Oh, alright. And I will be your host. I'm joined here in the shop by my co-host and co-producer, Demolish Man, aka Black <laughs> Ooh. aka... Hug Sean Hawk. (laughs) And in our third seat, in our third seat, the Chop Shop regulator, straight to Chell, a.k.a. the Cannon Chell Run, (laughs) a.k.a. Crocodile Chelsea. (laughs) Thank you for being here and regulating and whatnot. Further description of the show, the tagline says, watch, chop, retrofit, because essentially that's what we do here. We watch older movies, sometimes classic films with iconic actors, and then we retrofit them by tweaking the design with new parts. Disclaimer, though, we're not actually in favor of remakes and reboots and all of that type of cinematic culture. This is more of an exercise in satire and irony. We try to be funny. And sometimes we succeed. All right, that's gonna take us into our first segment tonight. And that's gonna be movie news. And this is where between each episode, we try to pay attention to news stories that are pertinent to the kind of things that we talk about here, movies and remakes, and uh, really just the world of cinema. And unfortunately, this week, we've got a doozy of an R.I.P. Rest in peace and rest in power to the great Bob Saget. Comic who starred in the sitcom Full House has died at the age of 65. As of this point... There's no cause of death. Is that correct? Yeah, they've ruled out uh, drugs. Yeah, they said there was no and drugs. They've ruled out foul play. Yeah. He also hosted America's Funniest Home Videos, and he was found in a hotel room in Orlando. That comes to us from the New York Times. Once again, uh, rest in peace and rest in power uh, to the great Bob Saget. Next, Leonardo DiCaprio has a new species of tree named after him. DiCaprio is the namesake for a recently discovered species of tree thought to only grow in the Elbow Forest. Nope, the Ebo Forest. The Elbow Forest is something completely different. All the trees are bent. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, the uh, officially named Uvariopsis DiCaprio, uh, the tree is on the critically endangered list part of the... Ylang Ylang family the tropical evergreen boasts glossy yellow leaves so that's exciting and I think it's the reason that they named it after him is because of all the work that he does for environmental activism Uh, so good on him that comes to us from IndieWire.com Next, uh, this is one you sent me, Sean. Wes Anderson assembles whimsical crew of famous men for his next roll doll adaptation. So he already did Fantastic Mr. Fox. Uh, Apparently, he is the go-to guy for roll doll adaptations. Uh, If only he had been around to make the um, James and the Giant Peach movie. That was a nightmare. Who do you remember from the list of people who he assembled?
2: Well the topping, Avengers well, topping the list is uh Benedict Cumberbatch
1: uh-huh he's
2: like the first this is the first time he's worked with him and he's the lead role eggs Benedict Cucumber Snatch right and uh is, I think this is an anthology as well mm-hmm. so
1: also know. Dev Patel yeah uh Rafe Fines and Ben Kingsley Ben Kingsley will star in Anderson's The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar, which is a title I am not familiar with. Me neither. Do you want to know what my favorite Roald doll book was as a kid? What? It's called Danny, the Champion of the World, and it's about this kid who grows up in a gypsy wagon with his dad and their pheasant poachers. Next, The Raid remake heads to Netflix. Ugh. And if that wasn't bad enough, who's going to direct it? Michael
2: fucking Bay.
1: So, like, they... There's going to be a lot of explosions and a lot of high fives, some, like, real um, homoerotic stuff. Yeah, (laughs) I, I expect both the Wahlbergs to be in it. Yep, yep. Ugh. Hollywood has been trying to remake Indonesian action movie masterpiece The Raid, basically since the original film first arrived in 2011. Now it seems that The Raid remake is finally taking off in earnest at Netflix, and Deadline reports Michael Bay is lined up as producer, okay, and The Expendables 2 and The Hitman's bodyguard director, Patrick Hughes, Uh, will direct. Uh, Which is only slightly better yeah but but it's just don't uh, do it that uh, movie is awesome it's perfection yes and go see the original the raid just stupid next oh that comes to us from escapistmagazine.com uh next to catch a thief remake will star gal gadot gal gadot isn't letting her already busy schedule stop her from lining up even more projects fresh off of netflix's red notice and death on the nile which will maybe come out someday. Godot <laughs> is diving headfirst into her next project, which has a classic film twist. Uh, according to Deadline, she is set to star in a remake of Albert Hitchcock's 1955 romance thriller, To Catch a Thief. Uh, once again, one of those things that should be left alone. Don't remake Hitchcock. I think Gus Van Zandt learned that the hard way. That comes to us from slashfilm.com. The next one is also from Slash Film, Beanie Bubble, a film about Beanie Babies craze. The Beanie Babies craze is in the works, and it's set to star Zach Galifianakis and Elizabeth Banks. And this is on the heels of the HBO Max documentary Beanie Mania, and this will be, I guess, like a dramatization slash I hope comedy. I hope so. <laughs> about that. Now,
2: Beanie Chelsea, bubble. Chelsea, I, I. I would imagine you're probably in that age where beanie babies was a thing. Yeah. When you were young.
0: I didn't really get into it though. Oh yeah? No, I was pretty immune to it. I thought they were kind of dumb.
1: I did too. It's wild. I have seen that HBO documentary and people just lost their fucking minds over these beanie babies. And and there was like multiple women who were interviewed in the documentary who were like the major players in the beanie game i'm gonna retire on that investment <laughs> well, i mean
0: that was part of the reason why I, f- I thought they were so dumb like just watching people lose their minds mm-hmm. over them and i was like what the fuck is this
1: and next we've got um oh unfortunately jason momoa and lisa bonet have split after 16 years um but they say that it is amicable and that quote the love between us carries on so that comes to us from yahoo.com next these are a couple of late additions kendrick lamar is going to be working with trey parker and matt stone of south park fame on some sort of new movie for paramount that's about all we know at this point but that's an interesting team up yeah Mm -hmm. i feel like Next, Muppets trend as fans demand the beloved icons host this year's Oscars. (laughs) They should, I mean, they should just trim it down and just have Statler and Waldorf host the Oscars. That would be great. So we've got one last little tidbit. This is a little bit more of a local story. I reached out to a gentleman named Clint Moore, who is the assistant city manager, and he's in the Department of Planning, Research, and Development because... I've been keeping an eye on that downtown theater and the city bought it recently. We've talked about this and the plan is to renovate it and turn it into something cool. Maybe an art house theater, which would be amazing. Maybe it'll be a for public performance. We, we don't know yet, but I reached out to him if he could get to see if he could give us any sort of update. He said, we are currently completing the design for the project. Upon the completion of the design, we will advertise for the construction. I'm expecting to start the start of construction to take place this summer. If you have specific questions, please do not hesitate to give me a call. And then his phone number is... <laughs> <laughs> Just right there. Um, so that's, I mean, at least it is in the works. Yeah. Right. I, I'm excited and also a little bit anxious to see how that plays out, yeah. I know that there is a good way that they could do it. There's models for that, yeah. but well, it is Florence, yeah. So yeah. we'll see. Well, in that said, it,
2: the, when he says construction to begin this summer, he means in two years, two, two
1: summers <laughs> from now. <Yeah. laughs> it will be the summertime when it starts. All right, that's going to wrap us up on movie news for this week. And do you guys hear a phone ringing? That must mean that it's time for the Department of Corrections Department with Chief Corrections Officer Dana.
0: Hey there, Chop Shoppers. You cleave me no choice but to offer up some clarifications. Joaquin Phoenix didn't have a cleft palate, actually. It's just a birthmark. Scott Eastwood was Lieutenant GQ Edwards in Suicide Squad. Sean's right, I didn't care for J.K. Simmons' portrayal of William Frawley. I didn't care for any of their portrayals, to be honest. I thought he took the antagonistic relationship between Frawley and Vivian Vance a little far, which may or may not have been accurate. But maybe I didn't care for the film overall because I hold I Love Lucy so sacred. Or maybe it's because I haven't seen footage of the actors off-screen, so all I have to compare their performances to are the roles they played on the show. That'll do it not too much van cleef grief see you next time
1: all right thank you dana for that uh that department of corrections department was uh pretty intense so much so that we all got a little bit lightheaded here in the room almost passed out that's gonna close the doors on the department of corrections department for this week bringing us to the theme of the episode uh this is one that's kind of been on the big board for a while and we're getting into it this week. It's going to be action comedies. Immediate thoughts on the genre or subgenre? It's a staple. Yeah? I mean...
0: It, it really is, but I'm sort of with, with you. We we had this discussion last okay. week. Like, almost any comedy can is, be considered well, an I mean, action people comedy. People
1: are moving. The director says <laughs> well, action. Well, that's, that's
0: what I mean. Like, yeah. uh, sort of where do you draw the line?
1: But are
2: we thinking, you know, physical violence action are we thinking
0: yeah there's so I, many different directions you can go action?
1: i think that uh at least in my opinion i'll read i'll read a description here but in my opinion i think it, it is a movie that would otherwise be an action movie were it not for the comedic elements yeah uh so they take that uh action genre and make it funny which is uh it goes way back we talked about last week uh that the general by buster keaton is a very early example of the action comedy uh so it's a blend of comedy and action that goes back as far as the swashbucklers of the 1930s whose stars combined wit and one-liners with a thrilling plot and daring stunts the form didn't really come into its own as a popular trend until the 1980s when stars with a comic background like eddie murphy began taking action roles while the action is fast and furious in ah. movies of this kind it is mostly lighthearted with loads of smashing cars and frantic chases which rarely involve death or serious injury the buddy film is a common strata of action comedy pairing odd couples in dangerous situations so this is kind of related to the um buddy cop episode that we did as action comedies moved into the 1990s and viewers became more used to seeing horrible deaths on screen the form became more violent with fiery deaths and emphatic shootings increasingly used as punchlines. and i think that they're talking about like um that loaded weapon one the parody of of lethal weapon but i think you could argue that lethal weapon is kind of a comedy in parts well lethal weapons are great
2: yeah. Action comedy.
1: And so that comes to us from allmovie.com. I I agree with some of what they said. That being said, we are going to get into our next segment, which is going to be the Midnight Double Feature. And this is where we go around the panel and we each talk about two pre-selected movies that we feel are within our subject at hand, this week being action comedies. And Chelsea, would you like to go first with your double feature?
0: Sure. I went with two really... Stylized okay, sort of niche films. Uh, first one is from 1998, Six String Samurai. Nice, which, which we watched
1: as a watch party. It, you can go that back movie and listen, it's
0: crazy, it's so good. And I'm pairing that with 1995's Tank Girl. Now, shut your fucking mouths. I love this movie, and not you can kiss my ass. No, it's not confused with that
1: TVMA film taint girl
0: nobody's confused except you starring lee van queef shut the fuck up
1: <laughs> all right so this movie um i actually kind of like it too i love it and it is Lori petty correct
0: i believe Lori, so, yes. petty, Lori was, petty yeah
1: who was the love interest in point break the real point break not that bullshit remake Lori Petty that's her name yeah I know but she was also in League
2: of Their Own League of
1: Their Own yeah (laughs) fine whatever I know her from Point (laughs) Prey and Ice-T and Ice-T was in that movie he was was in
0: Tank Girl oh Tank
1: Girl okay he was the kangaroo dude okay the leader it's it's definitely (laughs) been a while uh, since I've seen
0: yeah I haven't seen it in so long
1: yeah but right on okay so that's your double feature for this week very nice and over to you, Sean. What do you got? I'm pairing
2: two movies that were inspired by 1970s television shows. Uh-huh. Number one being Starsky and Hutch from 2007. Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson. Directed by Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips. Of Old School, old and, school yes. and The Joker.
1: Oh, wow. uh uh-huh. okay. I never made that
2: connection. <laughs> yep. Also starring Snoop Dogg as Huggy Bear. Yes, that's and, true. And Vince Vaughn. So, uh... If you haven't seen it, see it. I mean, it's based on the television show, you know, buddy cop kind of thing. Um, the most memorable thing from
1: it is "Do it, do it." Do the it. most memorable memorable thing to me is Snoop Dogg playing Sh- Sugar Bear, Huggy Bear, Huggy Bear, and the character is a snitch. Yeah, and and Snoop would never snitch. No, Mm-mm. no. So so I'm pairing that with 2017's Chips.
2: Yeah, okay. And that's directed by Dax Shepard, starring Dax starring Shepard Dax Shepherd, and Michael, Michael Peña and Vincent D'Onofrio. Nice. Um and this of course FBI agent goes undercover. That's uh, Peña to to join the California Highway Patrol. Uh-huh. And uh, he's partnered with uh, Dax Shepard's character John Baker, who is a rookie at age 30 something and uh, he sucks at everything on the uh, entry exam except for the motorcycle test, which is why they give (laughs) him a provisional. Um, Very different people, and they clash. What should be noted for trivia is that... Dak Shepard did most of his stunts. Inclu- oh, wow. Including the stoppy that he does during the motorcycle test. Damn. Yeah, apparently he's really good at uh, motorcycles. I love both of them. But also his lovely... Dak Shepard and Michael Payne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're great. His lovely wife, Kristen Bell's in uh-huh. it. He's essentially a cuck because yes. they're still married, but she's obviously having sex on yes. the side. Yes, yes. And uh, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's stupid. It's silly. Both of them are stupid, silly, fun. You can't take them too seriously.
1: And I like it. It's a good background movie. Very good. All right. So I'm next. My uh, pairing is going to be two movies by the same director. Uh, The first one is called Kiss Kiss Bang Bang from 2005. It was directed by Shane Black. It's got an 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. You could argue that this is more of a um, black comedy um, I saw it show up on several lists this week. Yeah, so I, I mean, I think that there's definitely some some subtle humor in yeah. this film. Two-bit crook Harry Lockhart, played by Robert Downey Jr., stumbles into an audition for a mystery film while on the run from the cops winning the part he lands in hollywood where he's flung into a tangled murderous conspiracy with his childhood sweetheart harmony lane played by michelle monahan and hard-boiled private eye perry van shrike played by val kilmer to hilarious effect this deadpan affectionate parody of film noir tropes of film noir tropes is named for film critic Pauline Kael's influential 1968 collection of film reviews and essays. I did not know that. And then, so I'm gonna pair that with a later movie by the same director, Shane Black. This one's called The Nice Guys from 2016. We've got a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Holland March, played by Ryan Gosling, is a down-on-his-luck private eye in 1977 Los Angeles. Jackson Healy, played by Russell Crowe, is a hired enforcer who hurts people for a living. That's also his job in real life. Uh, fate, Fate turns them into unlikely partners after a young woman named Amelia, played by Margaret Qualley, mysteriously disappears. Healy and March soon learn the hard way that some dangerous people are also looking for Amelia their investigation takes them to dark places as anyone else who gets involved in the case seems to wind up dead I thought it was cool that he he made several movies in between these two that were uh, not of the same kind of ilk Uh, but I thought it was almost like self aware that he did this Um, and I thought both of these movies are very good That's going to wrap us up on the Midnight Double feature, right? Yep. Yep. Bringing us to our feature segment, and this is the recap. And this is where we take a pre-selected film that is within our genre of the week, and then we talk about it a little bit and give our... Kind of reactions to the movie and then we hypothetically recast a few of the main roles with contemporary actors who are at at the the height height of their powers powers. i love it when we do that (laughs) and the first movie uh is one that i saw in its entirety for the first time it's called rumble in the bronx from 1995 directed by stanley tong we've got an 80 percent on rotten tomatoes what What's no. it, what are those faces? I didn't like it. I didn't oh,
0: like it either. Okay. I think that's way too high. So
1: tell me specifically what rubbed you the wrong way.
2: I'm not. I, I'm aware of Jackie Chan's uh-huh. action, quote unquote, humor. I don't like it. Okay. I mean, I, I thought his little stint in Cannonball Run was cute when I was seven years old mm-hmm. or, or whatever. But I've never really gotten the appeal of of what he brings to the camera. Great. He's a great martial artist. I will I will not take that away from him. However, I've never really understood the quote unquote the comedy appeal. that goes with it. Okay, and this kind of plays directly into it. I just didn't really care for it. And Chelsea,
0: I didn't like the movie when I when it ended. I was like, "This is shit." Uh-huh. But it's one of those that stuck with me, and I was like, "Holy shit! This is the most racist thing I've ever seen."
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so you're saying there was a lot of stereotypes.
0: Yeah, and they played into them yeah. hard.
1: I thought it was really interesting that um, most of the hoodlums in the Bronx were white. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that was very interesting. It was pretty silly. <laughs> the description, Hong Kong policeman ki played by Jackie Chan, arrives in New York for the wedding of his uncle Bill, played by Bill Tung, a grocer who recently sold his Bronx store to the fetching Elaine, played by Alita Mui. Nope. Anita Mui and we uh, established that she passed away Um, after a biker gang bursts into the store to wreak havoc Kyung springs into action giving up his vacation to defend the weak and protect the innocent with his extraordinary martial arts skills as Kyung investigates local gangs he learns more about a criminal syndicate that needs to be brought to justice uh, that is well, definitely some parts that I can agree with you guys on that were playing into those stereotypes. I think that one of the one of the things that's appealing about Jackie Chan movies is the choreography of the martial arts. Sure. Also, yeah, I that loved that. The hovercraft was amazing. The hovercraft was crazy. That was bonkers. <laughs> um, he also uh, broke a broke a leg doing his own stunts I'm sure on this he movie. Did.
2: Uh, the the synopsis failed to mention that he befriends a little boy in a yes. wheelchair who just wants a
1: new cushion. Yes, <laughs> and the um... and his sister happens to be in the gang. Yeah, and it was also a little bit confusing which of the two women was supposed to be his love interest. I right? thought so too. Yeah, it,
0: that was very strange. Oh, it just ew. left me uncomfortable. Like All it. right.
1: <laughs> So we're all uh, we're all in a good place. Yeah, this is a safe space. Oh, you're going to love this. <laughs> we have got uh, the roles of Kiong, played by Jackie Chan first. Then we've got Elaine played by Elnita Mui. We've got Nancy played by Francis Francois Yip and also Tony played by Mark Ackerstream, who is also no longer with us. Is that correct? Correct. Correct. And how did he pass? Do we know?
0: I don't know how he passed. I just, just know it was like shortly after this okay. film.
1: Jackie Chan killed him. Maybe. Probably. Uh, all right. So Chelsea, who are you going with for your Kyung?
0: All right, because this movie left me feeling a certain way. Uh-huh. I went back to this article that I really like by the New York Times. It's called "What It's What It's Like to What It's Like to Work in Hollywood If You're Not a Straight White Man." And it's a bunch of actors and actresses that tell these terrible stories about discrimination or sexism, ageism, all this shit. Anyways, that's the inspiration for my recast. So my first actor, he was in Ride Along, some movie called Resort to Love, Hmm. The Mitchells versus The Machines. But we'd known him from Saturday Night Live. I went with Jay Farrow.
1: Jay Farrow's good. I like that. He was in something I watched recently. It was like a horror comedy, and he was the pizza man who like stays way too long. It was <laughs> it was pretty funny. I can't remember exactly what it was though. All right, good job, Chelsea. Over to you, Sean. Who is your Kyung? Um, I went with a forty one year old actor from mm-hmm.
2: Rhode Island. He was in Spring Break Zombie Massacre. His name is Paul
1: DelVecchio. Paul DelVecchio. The the name sounds familiar. <clears throat> Any particular reason you went with that? Nope okay Will it is it going to become more clear later <laughs> yes okay um i went uh with a with a straight up uh martial arts actor he's 45 now he's in the oh he's i believe he's thai uh he's in the ong bok series he's in the expendables and he's in monster hunter his name is Tony Jaw, J A A. Nice. Tony Jaw. Nice. Uh, Jaw rules. (laughs) Jaw rules. (laughs) I heard heard he's promoting a festival. (laughs) Oh,
0: shit.
1: Uh, We've got the next role is Elaine, who is the um, woman who is supposed to be buying the grocery store. There's definitely some flirtiness going on between her and Jackie Chan's character, but also. She completely takes advantage of him. Like she's like okay now you work here for free while your uncle's on his honeymoon do this and this and this and this oh also please be our security and protect us from these local white hoodlums I did think the scene where he was flexing in front of the two way mirror when she could see him was pretty funny and she makes yeah that was cute yeah Yeah. that was their meet cute it was a meet cute (laughs) totally all right so who is going to be your Elaine? Chelsea,
0: my actress was in Dear White People, If Beale Street Could Talk, Candyman and WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Oh, forgive me if I mispronounce this. Tiana Paris.
1: OK, I know who you're talking about. In she's born. WandaVision.
0: She's born in uh, Greenville, South Carolina no or near there. She grew up in Greenville. OK, right on. She's Monica.
2: Oh, yeah. OK. Monica Rambo. Yep. Nice. Over to you, Sean. Who you got? One with a 36-year-old actress from New York. Uh, She was in The Mint, and she was in the Three Stooges movie. Her name is
1: Jenny Farley. Jenny Farley. She's in the Three Stooges movie? That's That's obscure, man. All right. I have no idea what you're going with, what your theme is at all. Uh, My Elaine is 39 now. She's a pretty well-known Asian actress. She's in Crazy Rich Asians. She's in Captain Marvel and The Eternals. Her name is Gemma Chan. Gemma Chan's the bomb. Gemma Chan is going to be my Anita. Sorry, my Elaine. All right, we got another one. Nancy, who is the girlfriend of the leader of the gang, but also is supposed to be at home taking care of her paraplegic little brother but like as soon as she gets the chance she kind of sides with Jackie Chan's character like she throws the gang under the bus real fast like
0: super fast where's
1: your loyalty to the gang? that's what I want to know Nancy (laughs) and Chelsea what are your thoughts on this one?
0: so this actress was not included in that article because she's way younger than everyone else but she has talked about struggles within Hollywood. Mm-hmm. She was in The Greatest Showman, the Spider-Man movies, and mm-hmm. the newest season of Euphoria. I went with uh, Zendaya. Zandea. Oh, uh, okay.
1: All right. She is dating somebody.
0: Some- oh God, really? Yeah, no,
1: yeah, It's not <laughs> it's not Chalamet. It's it's
0: Thomas Holland. Thomas
1: Holland. Uh, and I wonder if um she was uncomfortable with her spending so much time with him on the set of dune because you know Chalamet's is a panty dropper <laughs> all right that, that's what i hear that's what i hear yeah but he can't shoot that web fluid like thomas holland oh Woo! well he had to make it in a lab <laughs> over to you sean your choice for the role of nancy with a 34 year old
2: actress from santiago chile Um, She was in Supernatural. Mm -hmm. She was in Movie 43. Oh, that's a stinker. Her name is Nicole Polizzi.
1: Nicole Polizzi. Are the roles that she was in any sort of clue? No. Damn it. All right. I just
0: (laughs) remember what your fucking theme
1: is. My... uh... (laughs) Let it let it unfold on its own. My Nancy is uh, 24 now. She is in *To All the Boys* series, *The To All the Boys* series, uh, *Deadly Class*, and *X Men: Apocalypse*. Her name is Lana Condor. Lana Condor. She's great. I I think she's dating Macaulay Culkin.
2: Did on Macaulay
1: Culkin? <laughs> I think that's I think that's true. I could be completely wrong. Uh, we got one more, right? That is uh, Mark Airstream <laughs> playing Tony. And he was 41 at the time. It's Ackerstream, but it's still a very awkward last name. Ackerstream. And Chelsea, your pick for Tony?
0: My actor was in The Last Airbender, The Green Knight, and Slumdog Millionaire. I went with Dev Patel.
1: Dev Patel. Yeah. All right. We just talked about
0: I know. Him. We did. Very cool. All right. Anyways, Did just you... give him props. I feel bad that they experienced that. And this movie is shitty for sort of perpetuating that.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, over to you, Sean. Who do you got?
2: I'm with a 41-year-old actor uh, from uh, Staten Island, New York. Mm-hmm. He was in the Comedy Central roast of Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in What's Your Emergency? He was also in The Three Stooges.
1: His name is Mike Mike Sorrentino he was also in the Three Stooges movie? Is it a fake shimp situation? No. going on?
2: Did- I, I give you the recast for a movie. You did Rumble in the Bronx. This is Jumble at the Jersey Shore. I uh-huh. give you Polly D Delvecchio, oh. Jay Wow, Ginny Farley, <laughs> Snooky Nicole Polizzi, and Mike the Situation Sorrentino.
1: <laughs> we did Jersey Shore. Yeah, because the, the it was inspired by the uh, this Jumble guy at the Jersey Shore.
2: Yeah, this guy looked like Mike. <laughs> he looked like, Tony, the, he, looked like he, he reminded me of the situation, so that inspired my entire recast. Wow. <laughs>
1: wow and this movie sucked so <laughs> I thought when you said Staten Island I thought you were going to say um <laughs> oh my god Pete Davidson <laughs> I read today oh. that he's dating Kim Kardashian What's going on? I, they're not That's what I read today. My Tony is also 41 now. He's in Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants 1 and 2.
0: Love that.
1: And The Guardian his name is I've never heard of him. His name's Michael Rady. Michael, Michael Rady, R A D Y. looks might like be he'd ratty. be
2: looks like he'd be a yoga instructor. Yeah, he looks like he'll steal your girl.
1: Yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, so I think that we have a range of reactions to this movie. I um, there's definitely a lot of cheesiness, but that might be something particular to not just Jackie Chan, but like Hong Kong action comedy. Um, I, I'm not an expert, so I can't really say one way or the other, but I think that for what it's worth, as far as Jackie Chan movies go, uh, it's not that terrible.
0: Yes, it is. It's awful. (laughs) Do not watch it.
1: So that's a, a big nope from Chelsea and Sean.
0: Yeah.
1: That's it. Uh, all right. I think that's that You
0: recast the fucking Jersey Shore <laughs> cast members. Are you kidding me? <laughs>
1: and I improved that movie. Now, if uh, Snooki gets to drive the hovercraft. <laughs> <laughs> and she can't see over the wheel because she's so short. All right. I think that's going to take us into intermission. But not before we say, let's all go to the lobby, let's all go to the lobby, let's all go to the lobby, and get ourselves some nutty buddy. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha! And for those of you just tuning in, you're listening to the Chop Shop Morning Zoo on WCCS 85.5 FM, The Shop, with Travisito, The Brew Boss,
0: and me, Chelsea, The Regulator, where we'll be breaking down the recast of your precious childhood movies all, all morning, morning long. long. And if you can't listen on
2: your toilet or in your car, just search for Cinema Chop Shop on Podbean.com. It came to pass that the Lord Pod saith unto the chop shoppers to go forth, to rate, to review, and to subscribe to Cinema Chop Shop on all of your social media and your podcaster apps. Now it's about time for the holy sacrament of a beer check-in. You too can follow the path to Cinema Chop Shop on Untapped. That's U-N-T-A-P-P-D. Everyone...
1: Hallelujah! Hallelujah.
0: Praise Jesus! Amen. Well, hello there, all you naughty Chop Shoppers. So, you like to listen? Oh, you're bad. Wouldn't you also love to see all of our hot pictures and posts on our very own social media? Just search for Cinema Chop Shop on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, if you think you can handle it.
2: This weekend on CCS Wrestling
0: Woo!
1: If you miss this event, you suck!
0: Woo! It'll be the ultimate recasting extravaganza you have ever seen Between the challenger
1: Trontastic Ron I'm gonna rip his face off
0: Woo! And the defending champ
1: Little Thanos You ain't got nothing, brother I can't stop saying woo! It's an actual medical condition So, if you've got a problem with that, we'll see you in Gmail, where you can send us comments, corrections,
2: concerns, and complaints. That's cinemajobshop at gmail.com.
0: you need a used movie? Good credit, bad credit, no credit, no problem.
1: Come on down to Wacky Trav's Cinema Chop Shop Blowout Sale. He's, He's out, out of, of his mind. mind. Where we can guarantee you, you'll go home happy. Social security number, criminal background check, and blood sample required. Side effects may include euphoria, hallucinations, and delusions of grandeur. So please remember to what? watch Chop, CHOP RETROFIT, retrofit. <laughs> Alright, welcome back Chop Shoppers, thank you for bearing with us during intermission, and Sean, when we come back from intermission, what do we like to do? Beer check-ins And what have you got for us today? We have a collaboration by Birds Fly South
2: and the 8th State, both okay. of Greenville South Carolina. It's called Cygnus, as in the constellation oh not to be confused with monkey down with the sickness yes down Uh, with the sickness this is a dortmunder style ale Uh or lager rather i'm sorry not an ale lager we had the dortmunder like a week or two ago okay what does that mean it's just a german style beer uh i really could not tell you what makes a dortmunder a dortmunder but it's going to be crisp and clean got a little bit of maltiness
1: to it a uh, Dortmunder is actually Middle German for one who polishes doorknobs. <laughs> I probably told this story before on the show, but I almost got my ass kicked at a uh, kind of country bar at the lake one year because uh, <laughs> one thing led to another in the conversation, and Homeboy said, "Science is bullshit." And I replied, "Your mom polishes doorknobs." <laughs> he did not care for that. Do really? I think it's pretty tasty.
2: I think it's tasty, too. It's a, a little bit on the
1: the malty, toffee, caramely mm-hmm. side. Yeah. I can deal with it. All right. While we enjoy that, we're going to go ahead and get into our next segment, which is the 2022 Movie Marathon. And this is where, throughout the calendar year, we try to watch as many movies as we can. The goal being 365. It's not a fucking leap year, is it? No. Oh, thank God. Uh, the goal being 365 as of this recording it is the 14th day of the year that's what i love about january man you always know what day of the year it is it's easy (laughs) (laughs) and i am on number 16 i'm on 19 19 nine number nine number nine did you guys watch that beatles thing no no (laughs) peter jackson beatles thing i don't have 300 years to watch a movie it's a long long movie sean what is your first check-in
2: uh, this one is considered by some, including Rotten Tomatoes, to be the number one action comedy movie. Top rated.
1: Okay. All right. All right. It's called The Paper Tigers. Paper Tigers. And this is from
2: 2020. You can watch it on Hulu. And... Uh, it's about uh, three guys and the opening credits are awesome because they're done VHS style. Cool. From like the early nineties as they're being instructed by their sensei or whatever yes. they call him. And one of them is really, really good. The other two are pretty good on their own right. And then we flash forward to today, they're clearly in their forties. They're They've middle got, aged. They got families, they over got the hill, they got jobs, they got problems, and their sensei passes away. Oh. And they realize that it wasn't as innocuous as it appeared to be. Uh, there may have been foul play involved, and they start to suspect that the sensei had another disciple much after, much later than them. And uh, they got to figure out who this guy is and why did they, why did he kill sensei? And um, the movie itself is okay as an action comedy. But the strength of the movie lies in the t- movie's total respect for martial arts.
1: Yeah, that's what you were saying. You said that it's very good for a martial arts movie.
2: Um, there are some incredibly fantastic slow motion, like m- almost like Matrix style, slowing mm-hmm. down the action um, effects of, uh, of you know really key points in their martial artistry, and that's the reason to watch the movie it's really cool if you like action if you like martial arts it's really good it's kind of funny i'll give it i'll give it it the comedy subtitled no 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 it's a it's it's an american film but there are several asian actors but it's, it's uh i think almost entirely in english
1: uh this is not on well slightly on that topic uh Didn't Jackie Chan play the Mr. Miyagi character in the Jaden Smith Karate Kid? I would not know because I did not watch that. Chelsea? I don't know. I think you did. Uh, (laughs) All right. Well, my first check-in for this week is going to be number 10, and it's called The Tender Bar. Not to be confused with The Tinder Bar. Or The Bartender. That's a completely different movie. (laughs) Uh, Bonus christopher lloyd still got it okay so the premise of the movie is a a mother has a deadbeat deadbeat her husband the father of her child her baby daddy is a deadbeat and she has to go back home and live with her family the family house and it's an extended family situation like all of the sisters and the mom and the dad and the uncles all live in the same house Christopher Lloyd is the father Ben Affleck is uncle so-and-so uncle Jerry or something he's the bartender who instills a love of uh, reading and writing in this young boy who the story is from the perspective of. And it's funny you say the bartender because uh, I actually didn't make that connection until I was checking it in. I was like, oh, bartender, tender bar. Because it was like a tender part of his upbringing. His, that's where he like found love in his life it was at this bar called the Dickens where they just happened to have a huge library of books behind the bar. It's based on a true story or on a memoir by the person who wrote the book. All right. What do you
2: got next? Um, I have a movie from 2021 called Pleasure. Whew. Okay. Um, this not is, safe for work. That is not safe for work. That is safe to say. Uh, it's a visceral look at the adult film industry mm-hmm. as um, a young actress from Sweden moves to Los Angeles to make it big. Mm-hmm. She does not have daddy issues.
1: Was she intending to do porn when oh, she yeah. moved to the United States? Yeah. Okay. She likes to fuck as she says
2: in the film it's unflinching it's uncomfortable um the actress uh, Sophia Capel, she does a great job of blurring the line between fiction and reality. Mm-hmm. The director is Ninja Thyberg. <laughs> I don't know Wait, his name is Ninja Thyberg. He/she. I don't know anything about Their Ninja name. Thyberg. But pronouns. Yeah, I don't know what this movie's rated. It has to be NC-17 because there are erect penises involved. Uh-huh. But in terms of, uh, was it funny? No no, okay. no, 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 uh, no. It, it's so it uncomfortable. It
1: wasn't an it, it,
2: it, When I say blurs the line, you kind of feel like you're watching a porno, but there's really not, there's nothing pornographic about it, but everything is so overtly suggested mm-hmm. through dialogue and what and what's happening just below the camera. But more than anything, it's about just um, consent and the, 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 the links that people will go to achieve quote unquote stardom. Um, it's it's a, it's a tough movie to watch. Okay, and at, at the end of it, I was like, oh, I didn't really care for that. But again, you're still thinking about I it. myself thinking about it, not in the way you want to joke about. I wasn't going to say anything, uh, <laughs> but I really enjoyed the movie. Now it's like I'm really looking back on it, going, wow, that was a a tough movie to make. It was a tough movie for the lead actress mm-hmm. to be in. Um, her performance was really really raw. Uh, recurring guest Marco liked the movie as well. Yeah, I I I at the end of the day. I, if you can stomach the movie, mm-hmm. I say watch this one.
1: No pun intended. <laughs> uh, all right. I've got another one. It is Sing 2. And it's all the animated characters that you liked from Sing 1. But they're back again. And they're putting on a big variety show. Why didn't they call it Sing 2, the second verse? Uh, they should have. God damn it. And they should have called it as well um but the the crux of the movie is that they they pitch this show and get signed for the show by saying that they're going to have this reclusive rock star he's going to be in the show and they have not even approached him nor have they met him uh but here's my review imagine a reality where bono was the world's most reclusive rock star
0: Oh my
1: It's Bono. He's the.
2: Yeah, I can't imagine Bono eschewing the camera. <laughs> right. He
0: is a camera whore.
2: Fucking whore. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to re- check in uh, from 1984, The Hit. And this is a film that stars uh, John Hurt, mm-hmm. Tim Roth. Not to be confused with John Hurd. No, John Hurt, Tim Roth, and uh, the very, very amazing um, Terrence Stamp. Okay. And uh, Terrence Stamp plays uh, Willie, a former mobster who has kind of put the life behind him, but he did it in kind of an informant kind of way. And uh, he knew that his days were numbered. And sure enough, at his doorstep, uh, two hitmen show up, played by John Hurt and a very young, very immature Tim Roth and uh they're gonna execute him but he's in spain in like the middle of the spanish countryside they're supposed to take him to paris to do it for some reason yeah
1: that they would have just done it there
2: and it turns into like a road movie through the uh the the wild they all become friends the wilds of spain no but there a a girl gets involved in the Uh mix and uh eric clapton did the music with paco de lucia who is a fantastic flamenco guitarist oh really and uh the music alone is worth watching this film. Um, not so much the Clapton side because you don't really get anything out of that, but the flamenco guitarist does a really great job. It's it's a cool movie. I like Terrence Stamp, um, uh uh-huh. and and he he does a great job of kind of maintaining the peace because things get hairy through the whole thing, and um, he kind of like pits the two hitmen against each other in a very subtle kind of way. And it makes the, uh, doing the deed more difficult by the end of the film.
1: Gotcha. It's a, so,
2: it's on criterion. I, I think you
1: should check it out. Uh, my number 15 is one that just came onto streaming. It's eternals. Eternals finally watched this. Um, I wasn't blown away. It took an eternity to watch it, didn't it? <laughs> it was a long movie. Well, it was like exactly two hours. It's right?
2: overly long
1: though. um,
0: are you sure, it's it, like two hours and 37 okay. minutes.
1: Yeah, uh, it looked cool. Yeah, <laughs> it looked really cool. Uh, the performances were strong. I liked Kumail Nanjiani a lot. Yeah, I yeah. thought Selma Hayek was great.
2: Ooh, no, uh, I just, oh, sorry, Selma was great. I'm sorry, I thought you were gonna say
1: somebody else, Angelina Jolie. Oh, no, she, she was very wooden. Yeah, um, however, it must have been difficult acting opposite all those CGI characters, yeah, because there was a lot of scenes where it was a person but they were interacting with somebody that was completely computer generated
2: I think the whole marvel thing is like that though where it's like I my hat's off to every really actor who can it do that. in this though yeah 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 um, this was supposed to be Marvel's big tent pole to like pivot the mm-hmm. next like story thing and I
1: know a lot of people that didn't like this movie I I was okay with it but right. I was underwhelmed yeah same here um and I I think we talked about before that Part of the reason it didn't do well commercially is because the um, people were review bombing it on Rotten Tomatoes because of, like, LGBTQ issues.
2: Yeah. I thought Gemma Chan was great. Yep. Um, The the, the Asian gentleman. I can't remember his name. He's quite good.
1: Oh, also, um, Paperboy from Atlanta. He was good in it, too. Brian Tyree Gibson? Something. They, i have no idea but i can they, they, never remember they, the name yeah he's he was very good as well uh all right that's all i got for the 2022 movie marathon is that all three of yours sean yeah all I'm right good. well we check these in on letterboxd and twitter with the hashtag 2022 movie marathon did you see that andrew i did i did i'm excited about i
2: wished that. him a happy birthday on facebook yep. i said happy birthday
0: andrew andrew is he on letterboxd
1: yeah yeah oh, okay okay all right, so with that, we're going to move into the second part of our feature segment, The Recast Continued. Part two. The sequel. And uh, I think it goes without saying, this one is the superior of the two movies. Absolutely. It's from 1988. It's called Midnight Run, and it was directed by Martin Brest. <laughs> He's <laughs> it's got a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. I can't believe how much under the radar this movie flew for me i had never even really heard of it until I, like a couple weeks ago i had always heard of it but again it was like 84 so i was yeah. probably
2: too young to watch it or appreciate it uh-huh but i mean i love
1: the late charles groden yes and so man. it does star charles groden as long uh, or, along with robert De Niro. uh also yafet koto And Joey Pants shows up as well. Uh, So when Eddie Muscone, played by Joe Pantoliano, hires tight-lipped bounty hunter Jack Walsh, played by Robert De Niro, to locate a mob accountant named The Duke, played by Charles Grodin, and bring him to L.A. Eddie tells Jack that the job will be simple or a, quote, midnight run. But when Jack finds the Duke, the FBI and the mob are anxious to get their hands on him as well. In a cross-country chase, Jack must evade the authorities, hide from the mob, and prevent the Duke's erratic personality from driving him mad. This is uh, Charles Grodin in his prime. Oh, my God. Like, he's at the height of his powers. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's so fucking funny and mm-hmm. I said in my review I would love
2: to have a copy of the script yes. to watch against this film to see how much of Charles Groden's stuff was improv. Because those scenes where they're just riding in the bus and Oh God. And when he, he's like Yep. And he's just Jack,
0: when was your last chest x ray? Uh-huh. Yeah, just just, <laughs> just,
2: just just these random needling yeah. type questions. But
1: he's also um feigning, like, sincere concern. Oh, he's so
2: good at that. That's great. And, uh, again, action comedy, road movie. Mm -hmm. This
1: thing ticks so many boxes. Yes. And it's fantastic. It really is good. And um, for younger listeners who might only be familiar with him from, like, the Beethoven movies, go back and check out some of his earlier stuff. Oh,
2: he He is a smart... He's so good. He's a smarmy smartass. Mm -hmm. He's so good.
1: I, I can see some similarities at least in certain roles, in their delivery style between him and Steve Martin.
2: Yeah, I I agree with you there. And if you want to see Charles Grodin at his finest, check out, like, go on YouTube and look up his appearances on David Letterman. Okay. He is so antagonistic. Nice. And it's part of his bit. Yes. But he just, like, comes off like such an asshole and it's See, so funny for
0: me like it, there's a deadpan quality about uh-huh. him that I love yeah. and I just because I'm obsessed with Bob Newhart but they're like the ying and the yang okay. like yeah, Bob Bob's is the, the good, good go- and- yeah. yeah
1: wow that's that's kind of heavy I like it alright so let's go ahead and get into our recast I think we're all in agreement that we love this movie oh sure yes uh, first we've got Jack Walsh played by Robert De Niro and Chelsea who's your pick for this <laughs>
0: All right, so they're just... uh, I can't just straight recast this because everybody in it was so great, so Mm -hmm. I made it an all-female cast. Oh, wow. My actress was in Game Night, Mm -hmm. Sing 2. Yeah. And Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I went with Chelsea Peretti.
1: Nice. I love her. Me too. She's great. She's like a ray of sunshine. Uh, Even when she's being bitchy. like She's just great. (laughs) All right, Sean, over to you. All right. So I went with a 45 year old
2: actor. Um, He was in uh, the TV series Legion. Mm -hmm. And he was in The Big Short. And he was also in uh, Midnight Mass, which, if you haven't seen that, you need to watch it. I went with Hamish Linkletter. Oh, okay. He's the priest
1: in Midnight Mass. Okay. And he's really good. Right on. um, my actor is somebody I have recast before, but not as Robert De Niro. Uh, he's 44 now. He's in The Art of Racing in the Rain. He's in Rocky Balboa, and This Is Us. His name is Milo Ventimiglia. Nice. He's, he's great. Milo.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's I got, love him. He's
1: gonna have some
2: time on his hands, right? They're in their last season.
1: I
0: thought it already happened. Well, no, it's well, it's just airing now. Uh, I believe.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, Next up, we've got the Duke, Jonathan the Duke Mardukas, played by Charles Grodin. And he was 53 at the time. Chelsea, who did you envision in this role?
0: My actress was in Step Brothers, My Idiot Brother, Afternoon Delight, WandaVision. I went with Catherine Hahn.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I can totally see her in this. Yeah, that's. Oh, I can see her totally delivering the Grodin lines. that's great. That is great. All right, Sean. Over to you. Top um, that, dude.
2: Well, I, I went with. I mean, I was going for somebody who could do the deadpan comedy. Um, he's fifty three years old. Um, he was in Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, Seven Psychopaths, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, and Moon. Yes. with Sam Rockwell.
1: Yeah, I love it. You are never going to get a complaint from me if you mention Sammy Rocks. Uh, my pick is he does have that. Um, comedic quality, but also the deadpan delivery. He can play serious. He can play uh, comedic while acting serious. He is 52 now. Uh, I'm, all these are going to give it away. He was in Necessary Roughness. He was in Teen Wolf 2. Oh, okay, I know. He was in Arrested you... <laughs> Development. His name is Jason Bateman. Nice. I love it. I Jason love that. Jason Bateman, I think, can pull this off. Great, great pick. I like that a lot. All right, next we've got Special Agent Sunglasses, (laughs) Alonzo (laughs) Mosley, played by Yafet Koto, the late, great Yafet Koto,
0: um,
1: who was 49
0: at the time. And Chelsea, your pick? My actress was in Miss Congeniality Mm 2, If Beale Street Could Talk, but I loved her in Watchmen. I went with Regina King.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Regina King's good. And also... um, is directing things now. Oh, absolutely she is. Doing a great job with that. Okay, Sean, who is your uh, Alonzo Mosley? I'm probably going to change the character's name, but I went
2: with a 51-year-old actor. Um, he was in The Martian. Mm-hmm. He was in Annihilation. Wait, there's only one person in The Martian. <laughs> no, it will not Oh, okay. I think I know who you're talking about. He's in Annihilation. Um, he was in Avengers Infinity War. Uh-huh. He was in Spider-Man... No Way Home. Uh huh. He was in Doctor Strange. I'm with Benedict Wong. Oh, okay. Benedict Wong. I like him. I can see him playing like the rough and tumble yeah. cock kind of thing. The bed.
1: Gotcha. All right. Well, my actor uh, is 48 now. He was in Life, the prison movie with Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence, Life. Uh, he's in Jason's Lyric and Dead Presidents. He bears a striking resemblance to Dave Chappelle. His name is Bokeem Woodbine. Bokeem Woodbine. Woodbine. That's a cool name. It is a really cool name. Bokeem Woodbine is going to be my Yafet Koto, also a very cool name. And we've got one more. It is Eddie Muscone. And Eddie Muscone is the, uh, he runs the, bondsman bail bondsman office right he's the boss yes. of the bail bondsman and he sends his people on these runs um one one character that we we didn't really get to was the rival bounty hunter yeah he was funny
2: yeah he was pretty good mm-hmm.
1: uh all right so eddie Moscone 37 or joe pantoliano pantoliano was 37 <laughs> at the time and chelsea
0: my actress was in Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. Bombshell, Rough Night, but you know her from Saturday Night Live. I yes. went with Kate McKinnon.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I want to see this movie. Yeah,
1: it's going to be good. <laughs> it's going to be real good.
2: Over to you, Sean. I was a 35-year-old actor, kind of was going for that guy you could see sitting in that ratty office and that shitty desk that he's probably written on, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. shit. He was in Cruella. He was in Black Klansman. ah oh. he was in I Tanya
1: and Richard Jewell. I went with Paul Walter Hauser. Wow, wow, oh, there was something weird that he showed up in. It was like a like a kids movie recently. Uh, he's a he's a, a interesting actor. My Eddie Moscone is thirty six now. He was in Now You See Me, Neighbors, The Disaster Artist. And he's mm-hmm. also been in Allison Bree. His name is Dave Franco. Dave Franco <laughs> kind of All has right, a little yeah. bit of a young Joey Pants thing going on. A little face about. value. Grow yeah. out that glorious goatee and you For might real. have it. All right. So, I mean, I can't say enough about how much I liked this movie. Yeah. I really loved it. Was it was a lot of fun. I feel like had I seen it back in the day... I might not have appreciated it. Absolutely. And seeing it now with like fresh eyes in a a different era, but looking back, oh my goodness, just so good. Um, Smoking in airports. Yeah. And on (laughs) airplanes. Um, Even people who get annoyed by Robert De Niro, I think can find some common ground on this one Oh, I we also he,
2: should mention dennis farina
1: yes as the mob boss oh my god yes. he's so good he's basically playing the same role that he that plays he played in every single
2: <laughs> i mean yeah
1: <laughs> yeah it's good it's it, real good I'd see this movie if you've not seen it highly recommend all right so that brings us to our final bonus segment and it's going to be a tag team matchup between a couple of teams a tandem of guys it's gonna be the nice guys versus the other guys <laughs> of course the nice guys we mentioned earlier so Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling versus Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell Chelsea have you seen either, either I've of seen
0: ones? both of them I'm just didn't you, you might have to cut this out. Didn't Mark Wahlberg actually kill somebody?
1: <laughs> like In the movie?
0: No, 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 no. no. Like in, in real, real life. life.
1: He punched somebody so hard they died.
0: No, I'm whatever. pretty sure. I think he killed somebody.
1: So you're going to go with them? Yeah. The other guys... My favorite part of that movie is how um, Will Ferrell's wife is ridiculously hot. And Mark <laughs> Wahlberg can't believe it. He's just like, my mind is blown. Uh, Sean? In
2: 1992, Wahlberg fractured the jaw of his neighbor, Robert Crahan, in an attack. Court documents state that in 1992, Wahlberg, quote, without provocation or cause, viciously and repeatedly kicked Crayon in the face. Whoa. While another man, Derek McCall, held the victim on
1: the ground. Well, it was 1992. It was a different time. Wow. Wait, did the guy die? For that reason alone, <laughs> I'm going to... No. Um.
2: But see, I think, I think that Russell Crowe and Mark Wahlberg cancel each other out. They're both violent. Mm-hmm. They like the fisticuffs. Yeah. Um, Then you've got who's better, uh, the funny guy or the better actor. Will Ferrell's got size.
1: Mm -hmm. It's a it's a dead heat for me. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, I'm going to say that I'm going with the other guys because I think that it is a superior movie, Uh, even though they are different beasts. One is, you know, straight up comedy, whereas the other one is a little bit more subtle. And for that reason, I'm going with them. I think I'll side with you. All right. I think, yeah. Well,
0: I just found out that Mark Wahlberg was charged with attempted murder, but pled guilty to felony assault but for his it... numerous. But the person. There's not. It's not just that. There's did the person die. No, they did not murder. I said attempted murder. Wow. <laughs>
1: Earlier you said, did they? Did he kill?
0: Someone? I asked because I didn't know. Wow. But he was charged with attempted murder
1: thank you for that research Chelsea and thank you for being here and all of your contributions <laughs> you're Any, welcome anything you want to plug
0: uh, myself me myself and I
1: Irene is pronounced Irene
0: no it's not it's just Chelsea
1: and uh, I want to thank you Sean the engineer and my co-producer what would you like to plug this week sir uh, the book
2: of Boba Fett
1: oh, okay I've seen episode two <gasps> Oh, the yeah. best it was cool Do you know what next week's episode is? It's a watch party. And what are we watching? The Princess Bride. The Princess Bride. It's inconceivable. (laughs) Uh, So I do have a sneak preview question and answer for this coming week's trivia dealing with The Princess Bride. Here it is. Your question. According to author slash screenwriter William Goldman... When he was first trying to get the movie made in the 1970s, this then unknown actor wanted to play Fezzik, and he was strongly being considered because Goldman could never get his first choice, Andre the Giant, to read for the role. Who did William Goldman want to play Fezzik in the 1970s? Lou Ferrigno. That's a really good guess. Incorrect, though. You're in the right ballpark. You got to go with the obvious choice. I don't know. Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger was the original choice. Well, not the first choice, but the one they thought they could get in the 1970s. Uh, by By the time they actually made the movie, though, Andre the Giant was on board. Right on, and 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 damn glad that he was. Yeah, it's it's such he, a great part he, of the movie. He's such a gentle giant. So there's a story. This almost was my trivia question, but I couldn't figure out how to work it into a question and answer format. But there was uh, certain days of shooting where it was incredibly cold and rainy, and Robin Wright, young young Robin Wright, was you know like visibly. Chilly, and so Andre the giant would just hold his hand over her head and it was like an umbrella the guy <laughs> was massive incredibly huge all right so we do want to plug the podcast itself please rate review and subscribe to us on all of your podcatcher apps we are online on podbean.com we're cinema chop shop on there as well as basically most places where you find fine podcasts also, we are at Cinema Chop Shop on Twitter and Facebook. We are cinemachopshop at gmail.com, should you feel the need to email us. And on Instagram, we're at Cinema Chop Shop. We're Cinema Chop Shop on Untapped, right, Chelsea? Yep. And on YouTube, we are Cinema Chop Shop Podcast on there uh finally want to say farewell to you the listeners thank you chop shoppers uh don't forget to get your vaccination and your booster otherwise keep wearing that mask and social distance and please remember to watch chop retrofit